Okay. Idea. <laughs> the bonus okay. content. We read Degrassi erotic fan fiction. <laughs> oh, dear God. We just read fan fiction. <laughs> yes. But it has to be erotic, right? Mm. No, <laughs> you know there is a ton of, like, Dylan, Brandon, Sam, or Dylan, Brandon, Steve. Yeah. Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is the Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down each episode of the 10-season show. This week, we're tackling season one, episode 10, Isn't It Romantic? And we have a special surprise, because finally, after nine episodes, producer Mary has her own mic. And she we can... Are... <laughs> <laughs> this up. <laughs> and we are not prepared. Not prepared. Oh, but we don't have to cut in everything she says. She can actually just be here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys. Okay, what so happened. Mary, what happened this week? Okay, so sex education seminars are scheduled for the students at West Beverly. Scott is worried his mom won't sign his permission slip. David is excited to be in a room with girls while learning about sex. He's certain that's the thing that makes girls want to bang. After posing as the health teacher, Mr. Kravitz. Steve flirts with the guest speaker, previously unaware of her topic of speech. Um, he's shocked when he learns her secret. Yeah, I'm fucking this up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's totally fine. Okay. Um, Dylan McKay rolls out from under Brandon's car and into Brenda's heart. When Brenda's plans for the evening are canceled, Dylan asks her to tag along to the movies with him and Brandon. Everyone has a good time and plans to meet up for another movie, but Brandon gets sick and can't go. Brenda and Dylan decide to go out alone. Jim isn't thrilled that Brenda is spending time alone with Dylan because Dylan's, uh, because of Dylan's financial criminal dad. He's totally fine with Brandon hanging out with Dylan, though. Cindy says she happens to like Dylan. Brenda confronts Dylan at school and tells him not to hurt Brenda's fragile virgin heart. Dylan is justifiably offended that Brandon often assumes the worst in him. Because Brandon is the worst. He's always the worst. He just always gets the benefit of the doubt. No questions asked. Yeah. No, like, it drives me crazy. Like, at the very beginning, when they're, like, working on the car together, like, they are working on the car together. There's no reason for dad to show up and just be like, Dylan, what are you boys doing with that earring in your ear? Do you have to take that out when you shower? Like, have you ever seen jewelry? <laughs> like, I'm pretty, I can't prove any of this. I'm pretty sure mom has earrings. She probably does. I bet she showers in them sometimes. I shower? I mean, maybe I'm kind of gross. Also, why was Brandon so dirty? Uh, my first comment was, how dirty was Brandon's car? Like, he took a bunch of oil, put it on his hands. And then just rubbed. Like, raccooned himself. Yeah. No, when Dylan was like, do you mind if I take a shower inside? I mean, obviously, I said yes. I well, like, sure. Please do. Get, go. Yes. I'll, go be, in there. The I'll be there in a few minutes. Yeah, meet you up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like... Y'all are gross. So gross. But it's like, how do you get that gross? Like, yeah. I know it was 1990. <laughs> but it was that <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I will say I've never been underneath the hood of a car except to change a headlight. Okay. So you're outside of the hood. No, mine's inside the hood. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I have been. But I usually just Cars. go to like <laughs> AutoZone and I'm just like. I have to buy a headlight, but I don't know what headlight I need for my car. Do you go to <coughs> O'Reilly? 
Riley. <laughs> Shouts out to Armchair Expert. Please talk to us. Armchair Expert, come on the show. Yeah. I love Monica. Oh, we love... Hashtag Ariel and Caitlin love Monica. <gasps> I bet Monica loves... Dil- we know Monica loves Dylan McKay. We do know that. From which episode? Oh, Chris D'Elia. I was going to say, I'll, I'll just put it in post. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it later. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, Brand... Er, yeah, they're outside working on the car, and that's when Brenda shows up and has to admit defeat, well, in trying to find Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which I went to my own movie collection to see how many copies of Dirty Dancing I own so that I could be accurate about this. This is why I own four copies of that movie. Because it's scarce? Yes. Because everyone wants it. I don't want to have to go to three video stores to find it. Makes sense. I mean, that movie is a work of art. It is amazing. <laughs> And that's kind of what we see throughout this whole episode is that Dirty Dancing-esque theme. Minus the dancing, but you know. Oh, no, but Brenda is totally baby. A hundred percent. And you know what they don't do? Dirty dance? Put her in a corner. <gasps> Come on. I teed that one up. I teed it <laughs> I wasn't up. ready. <laughs> I think I, that's the only Dirty Dancing reference I'll ever get. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I get it. I haven't seen that. Sorry. What? I'm sorry, what? What? I haven't seen Dirty Dancing. Oh, no. We weren't prepared for producer Mary to come on the right. podcast, and this is what she says. This is my one mistake. Give me a break, guys. <laughs> producer Mary has lost her microphone privileges. You will never hear from her again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not you, too. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, back to the task at hand. So, yeah, can't find Dirty Dancing. Yep. Should have learned her lesson. Should have bought it on Blu-ray Max, VHS. <laughs> Oh, VHS for sure. But was wait. It, or was it beta at that point? Could have been. Did home video exist in 1990? Producer Mary, when you Google it. She's going to find Google out. It. Yeah, she'll yeah, find out. Yeah, so she couldn't find it. Well, yeah, it had to exist. She went to the video store to get it. Right. It's just how prevalent were home movie collections. Right. Yes, yeah, so he goes up to shower. And he's naked. So in naked. In the shower. He couldn't be more naked. In that clear shower curtain. Mm-hmm. And Brenda walks in and just. She uh, thinks it's Brandon. Yeah. No, she's like making comments at him. And then he just like whips that open and just Ugh. he whips that open. He whips something out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, when she's just like. <gasps> like she I saw, mean, she saw everything. She is awoken to I mean, all that yeah. is Dylan and Dylan Jr. <laughs> I don't think he called it Dylan Jr. Dylan Sr.? <laughs> Dylan also? <laughs> Dylan too? Yeah, no, I wrote, Brenda totally saw his downstairs. Definitely. How could you not? A, even if you tried to cover it, like you said, it was a clear shower curtain. He didn't exactly try and cover it. He just yeah. opened. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would have just been like, <laughs> and looked and just I left. I definitely would have giggled. Yeah. Or just jaw drop and not, oh. yeah no this whole like him coming in and like flirting with her after Mm -hmm. the fact would not have happened to me certainly not no i would have like flood the house and been like well Mm, that was fun that's how i go going back to minnesota now (laughs) so he gets out of the shower and he comes into her room and goes you're into videotape huh videotape and turns out she is into videotape she is very into videotape mm-hmm and so he invites her to the the film festival with him yes. and Brandon. The cinema. Which, like, I don't know. I get... Like a I, weird, like, 
It was third like a wheel. weird third, yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. And then that girl shows up at the movie theater to talk to him. And she's being all like, you know. Flirty. Yeah. And like old. Trying to show that she got with him. I uh. I mean, that's clearly where they were going. They were just sure. like, this is a woman that has slept with Dylan. Right. Because Dylan sleeps with women. They have to make we sure. We didn't already know that. Yeah. It's like they have to show that he has experience and she was one of them and Brenda has to see it. But she also already knew. I was going to say, like, I don't remember if it's the second episode, like when he first shows up, but she's like, that he totally got a girl pregnant in Paris. Like, yeah, yeah. she knew what she was getting it i mean clearly we seem to have accepted that that was a rumor yeah because it was it's never been mentioned again nor hinted at nor anything yeah no they're just done with it they're done with it's it it's just gone yep which is fine just like the I spanish mean, teacher just like the science teacher <laughs> yeah just like the english teacher and every other girl of the week that brandon has we don't really have a girl of the week this week i guess well no no we don't is this the first week without a girl of the week? Did we have a... I guess, yeah. Last week we had uh, Herbal Wraps. Yeah. Yeah. We had Mrs. Herbal Wraps. Ugh. Yeah. So I think this is our first girl of the weekless episode. Thank God. It only took nine, ten episodes. Not everything is about Brandon. <sighs> Finally, it's a little bit about Brenda. And Dylan. And Dylan. Dilda. Hashtag Dilda. Dilda. Oh, and Dylan's wearing the hammer pants again. Man, he's got to own, like... 10 pairs of those bad boys. I imagine, every I imagine his closet is just like white t-shirts, hammer pants. Overalls. Oh, I forgot the overalls. Don't forget the overalls. I just want an episode that is just a day in the life of Dylan. Right? I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten a little bit of a backstory yet. Like, I mean, we kind of did when he first came in. Because they were starting to in. get there with this episode. Right. And like, we got a little bit of it when he first came on the scene because we like saw him living in the hotel and like at the very end of the episode when he called... To try to check yeah. in with his parents, and no one left a message for him. But, like, besides yeah. that, don't really know much. And he was a damaged bad boy sitting in the corner of his hotel suite. On the floor, just, like... In the dark. Sad. Sad. Oh. And they're in a different hotel suite this time. Yes. Yeah. So that was really interesting. I mean, obviously, we've had plenty of changes in scenery. Like, two different Peach Pits, two different Kelly's moms. Don't they change the house... The Walsh's yep, house a little the bit. The pilot house is different than the rest. The house that's in the rest of the episode. Mm. So yeah, a lot of changes. Still okay. figuring things that's out. Fair. Yeah, because they make a comment about how Dad closed the suite. Yeah, and I was just like, that's an interesting thing to say. But then they also say footage when they order takeout, and I was just like, who are you? Is that when they're like listening to music together? Yeah, they're listening to music, and then he gets like Chinese food or something. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, footage. Which that scene was kind of cute though. Like oh, all of them just adorable. like listening to music together. Like, it made me really appreciate Brandon and Brenda yeah. more because I was like, oh, they can hang out. We don't just get like weird twin talk of like, you'd tell me if you were still a virgin, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like they actually like show them being friends. Yeah. Which is kind of cute because for so like many other episodes, it's been like Dylan is Brenda's friend or Dylan is Brandon's friend. Well, and they go off and do their own thing, and then they, like, meet up together at the house because it's Saturday morning, and they live there together. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, really serious conversation, Brandon. Really serious conversation, Brenda. (laughs) And that's it. Well, okay, so after they have their, like, three date. Their friend date. Their friend date, yeah. Okay, that's so much better. Yeah. Yeah, so they have footage, they listen to music, 
Brenda picked some of the music, so we know that, like, she's hanging out, too. She's not just, like, Brandon's sister. She's, like, into stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Beverly Hills, clothes, and, and Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> they make the agreement. Who makes the agreement that they're all going to go a second weekend in a row to watch the movies? Ooh, how did they figure that out? That's a good question. I don't actually remember that. I don't remember who came up with it. I think it just kind of happened. Okay. okay, I'll take it. Fair enough. Because then it gets to like, we'll say Friday night again. You know, because when they're supposed to go, Friday. it's always Friday night. Yep. And Brandon is home with a cold or mm-hmm. the flu or something. And then he says that weird comment about Brenda staying home to be his nurse. And I was just like, we lost it. Yeah. You guys were cool friends and now you're just weird. Back to again. weird twins. Back to being a married couple. Yeah. Just stop it. Go away. And she does. She goes away. That's true. To be with Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Uh, And they're like all close together in line for the concessions. Mm -hmm. And he's got his arm around her. And they're like, oh, are those people on a date? Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? And they like get to know how Dylan's all insightful about like relationships and couples. And Brenda like... Kind of seems like she feels weird about it a little, like kind of like, oh, that's interesting. You're so insightful, but also like, how, why? Do she you is know so, so much? Inter- well, because she likes older men, true, as we've seen in the past. So I could definitely see her be like, you have an old soul, and you're so insightful, and you're actually age appropriate, and you're like not a, you know, typical high school boy, but mm-hmm. in the body of a high school boy, so mm-hmm. it works finally. Yeah, and so then they're just like. You want to get out of here? Immediately, like, yes. Absolutely. Yes, take 100%. Me Let's Go. do it. <laughs> Which, like, it did seem so fast. Because that's when I was just like, are they about to go do it? Well, I'm sorry. Are they about to go make it? Right. Make it. Hashtag make it. Yeah, because they go back to his hotel room. And I was just like, Brenda, I mean, I know, like, in the first episode that she was basically ready to sleep with the 25-year-old, right? Yeah. But, like... Because Kelly told her to. Well, and, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, she's grown as a person, and she's not just doing whatever Kelly tells her to do. So I was actually really surprised that she was just like, yeah, let's just go back to your hotel room. Right. And, yeah, I mean, they're all over each other already. And now they're going back to his hotel room. So it's like you just put two and two together, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like, been a week at this point. Of yeah, them, and like, this is, like... dating. Well, and that's the thing, is, like, this is your first date. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... I guess, like, I don't know. I I guess if you're hanging out beforehand as friends and, like, they've had some flirting before and, like, you know, he's presumably at their house fixing cars and hanging out with Brandon and stuff beforehand. So it's not like they've never seen each other. It's not like they just met and she gave him her number and this is really their first date. Yeah, like, it's not out of the question that this would be kind of like a – What's the word I'm looking for? Like um, a non-traditional first date, you Mm -hmm. know, just because of the friend history or whatever. But still, like, this is like them just trying to figure each other out and like. Well, and it's different at 16 than it is at, say, you know, 22. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So he's moving pretty fast. Yeah. I was just like, damn, guys. Mm -hmm. Like, cold water. Like, maybe pump the brakes a bit. Like, chill. Yeah. chill pill. Well, luckily... Dylan's dad is there to put a stop to everything. And he's, like, there with, I guess, like, his lawyers or his, like, business associates or... His thieving accountants. His, his fellow felons. Yeah. His <laughs> fellow felons. Um, yeah, because he's there and he takes Dylan off to presumably yell at him for not committing crime. 
Yeah, it was like, I don't know, it felt zero to yelling very quickly as well. So I think anything Dylan does, he just does it quickly. Well, and it seemed, you know, he makes the point after he comes back and they've been yelling behind this door that's like, what, a piece of paper? Apparently. Yeah. So and you can he hear comes, everything. He comes back down and he like pours that drink and Brenda's like, you don't drink, do you? And he's like, only at family reunions, which was like such a quippy line. I was mm-hmm. just like, I would really like this if you weren't so clearly upset. And 16. And 16. And yeah, because I was like, when they had the alcohol, I was like, why is there even alcohol in this room if Dylan doesn't drink? But then I guess dad could have brought been it room or whatever. service or whatever. But yeah, like they just, maybe that's their relationship. It's just yelling. I mean, Dylan's dad is clearly not a good person. Right. He's like, yeah. committing white collar crime. And not being a present father. And and it's the early 90s, which means the 80s just happened. So Coke? Could be. Lots of yelling. Lots of white collar crime. White collar crime. Get it, you know, <laughs> For those listening to this podcast and not sitting here, <laughs> Caitlin just rubbed her nose. I did. I did. I rubbed my nose. Um, some could say I powdered it, but not like legitimately, just like metaphor. She mimed anything. it. I mimed it. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so they yell. And Brenda is very upset, too, because she's never seen Dylan like this before. And well, and she's not a fan of him drinking. She's like, you have to drive me home, which, yeah. again, so good on Brenda. Yeah, she She's, literally immediately was like, you have to drive me home. Like, and then immediately. Yeah, and then the fact that he's so angry and there's been almost drinking and all this stuff, she's just like, no, I'm done with this. And she goes downstairs and asks for a cab. And then he's like, no, she doesn't need a cab. I'll take her. And she's like, no, I want the cab. And then when he tries to stop her again, she runs. Oh, yeah. And I loved it I, I, mean, I was also very nervous that like I had immediately fallen out of love with Dylan and right. I was like there's something I don't know I don't know what's happening yeah it was a little scary moment like honestly it was terrible I was just like I don't like this I didn't like where it was going I didn't I didn't like feeling unsafe and that was the thing it. is I was like you were putting Brenda in a position that's not fair to her right because yeah, you're going to make her feel unsafe because there's yelling, there's drinking, there's throwing potted plants. You're chasing after her. You're grabbing her by the arm when you're still feeling this way. Like, he tones it down immediately, and they do, like, have a conversation. I kind of got a little thrown off by the kiss. I was like, I get it. You're teenagers. This is where we're going to go. This is, like, people's natural reaction is comfort through physical touch. But I was just like, maybe just a hug. And then they started playing She's Like the Wind from Dirty Dancing, and I was just like, you can't can't do this to me right now it's like they went too again went too fast with the whole like temper problem rage chase after kiss mm-hmm. romantic music uh, yeah it's a like, weird step by step of like let's go here then here then here then here and then problem solved yeah it's like we're going zero to 60 to zero to 60 to yeah uh, 120 like it's right it's a lot it's yeah. so much and i mean I get where they're trying to say, like, you know, they're going too fast. They're getting so emotional. This emotion is really what's bringing them together, and that's why Brenda spends so much of this episode being scared of their relationship. Right. So I get it. Very cautious. Like, throughout throughout this whole episode, I think that's one takeaway from Brenda, is that she is feeling cautious. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily scared. I mean, in that moment, yeah, she was certainly scared because she starts running away. But throughout the whole episode, I think she's so 
into Dylan, mm-hmm. but also cautious of Dylan because of whether it's his history with other women, his his relationship with his dad, his temper, his alcohol, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. She's just cautious. Yeah. Well, and what I liked so much about this episode was it really shows Brenda taking charge of herself. Because, sure. like... I mean, we've seen it before where, you know, her car breaks down and she's like, all right, I'm going to walk to the gas station and get more gas and I'm going to handle all of this. But this is really like, it shows it purposefully, not like she accidentally ended up in these positions. Like she is like, I can get myself home and I don't need you. That's true. She was very independent in that moment, mm-hmm. which is nice seeing oh, that. Loved it. Not having one person depend on another. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the fact that she is a teenage girl in a show like this and it's so early in I guess history like I would expect different things mm-hmm. and I'm getting what I want I'm getting an independent woman who don't need no man <laughs> that's right I-N-D-E-P-E-N-T-E-N-T <laughs> if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so the date ends and we always we fast forward to Monday and all of a sudden we're in sex ed Who would have thought a sex ed class would happen in this episode about sex? It's like it's right on the nose or something. (laughs) And they have to get their permission slip signed because they're going to have a speaker come to the school. Right. Which I, now knowing what that speaker was going to talk about, I really wonder what that permission slip said. Yeah, like did it have the subject matter listed on the permission slip or... Mm. Yeah, because, you know, Scott being like, my mom will never sign that form if she thinks I'll be getting the wrong kind of message at school, which, like, okay, I was like, all right, they're talking about, like, safe sex. And, right. you know, Scott's family is probably religious because they have six kids and they practice natural family planning versus safe sex, and that's how you end up with six kids. Yeah, I mean, or it could just be that they don't want the school being the ones to tell scott how to approach sex or something like maybe they believe it should be in the household i don't know could be a church and state type thing but at the same time when we get to the end of the episode and we find out what it's actually about Mm -hmm. you would think they'd be like no our son needs to know about something that is an actual epidemic in the u.s right now exactly people suck but yeah that's why i wonder like why wouldn't you put all of that in the um permission slip well that and scott was also freaked out about another thing that the class was co-ed there are girls around oh little baby scott i think he was worried about getting a little too a little too excited in front of these ladies well you know when you're in a co-ed sex class that's what gets you going (laughs) right images and technical terms from your teacher (laughs) while there are men in the room well that's what does it we're talking about sex around the opposite sex oh Mom. god god i i need to leave i need to go to the bathroom for the entire class <laughs> just get me out of here i bet scott would oh be yeah like, can i have a hall pass and sweet. then he comes back 45 minutes later sweet little baby scott little baby scott so innocent and pure yeah and then steve and brenda are in the episode two which i was like oh we're having freshmen and sophomores in this class together and only Steve and Brenda and not anybody else, which is a pairing I feel like we haven't actually seen before. Oh, no, we haven't. Yeah. And they were acting like friends. And I was just like, okay. It's like kinda. slowly but surely we're getting the friend group established mm-hmm. by more than just like one or two people at a time. 
Yeah, it's not like Kelly has to be there for anybody else to be there or exactly. Brandon has to be there for anybody else to be there. Yep. It also kind of felt like Steve was hitting on Brenda, but maybe I was just reading into it because it's a teen drama and that's where my mind went. Well, and I think Steve is just a little bit creepy because he's so obsessed with sex and like obsessed with the opposite sex that it's like mm. he probably was just doing it to get attention because well, I don't actually think he likes Brenda like that. I this is the that first the, time we've seen them together. So. That was the thing is I just assumed like, all right, well, this is a sex episode and we've got Dylan and Brenda and we've got Steve who likes sex, but Kelly's not here. So who is he going to try and have sex with? True. Good point. It's mm-hmm. like she was who was there, yeah. which is horrible. Well, but that's how Steve <laughs> seems to think in my right. mind. Because, I mean, later when he pretends to be Mr. K and goes and picks up the teacher, like he was just like, well, I got to have sex with her because she's the sex bird gross he's so gross like what in the world makes him think that he has a chance and then can just like that perpetuate ego. this lie like uh he baffles me well and that was the thing is as soon as she shows up to the school the next day the lie is over oh yeah so like, like what was the long game here no he was just going to lie to a woman to get her in bed and then probably not feel remorse no he does not feel like a remorseful type to me. No. And I think the only remorse he feels at the end of the episode is the fear that, like, he could have contracted a disease. Yeah. Not that he could have hurt her feelings for using her. Right. Exactly. No. Because Steve's the worst. Always. Certifiable. The worst. So, after that is when they go home and Brenda, they're all having dinner Yes. And that's when, uh, was it mom and dad are talking about like going out for a night or the weekend or something? Yeah, and they're, they're like, like oh yeah, night. we can totally handle it. Which, by the way, I am loving that in a couple of episodes, mom and dad are just like, no, we're, we're good now. Like yeah. we had that slump a couple of episodes ago and now we're like taking weekends away and we're having dinner together and dad's not working all the time. Like, I still don't, I don't care for them as people, but I'm glad their relationship is getting back on track. Yeah, they hit the 17 year itch, dealt with the drama, and Jim scratched it. (laughs) Jim scratched that itch. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) But they came out the other side, and that's good. I'm happy for them. I mean, we need at least one couple to last in this show, so. Well, and they're supposed to be the stable ones. True. That's very like, true. everybody else has gotten divorced and remarried several times, and there's the Walshes. Well, that, and we haven't seen any other stable parent relationships either, so. Mm. Or even the kids, for that matter, which, I mean, that's to be expected because they're kids, but still, yeah, I think Jim and Cindy are, are portraying the stable two-parent household Mm -hmm. well and to be fair at this point like none of the kids have actually been in relationships that we've seen that's true like kelly and steve dated and broke up but that's all we got true but yeah so that's when you know brenda's like oh yeah you guys go do your thing we've already got plans and then she mentions that she's going to go to the movies with dylan again and dad's just like dylan excuse me i don't want you hanging out with that boy yeah but it's like totally fine that Brandon maintains a friendship with this guy. Which, and I loved that Brenda was like, Dylan, or she was like, Brandon, are you going to say anything? Yeah. And he was just silent. And he I clams was, up. Yeah, because he sucks. Like, he wants to maintain that golden boy status, and I think he knows that it's there, and he's like, if I say anything, they're going to realize that I'm hanging out with a boy with an earring. Yeah, like, excuse me. And then, I mean, they kind of wrap it into the whole, like, his Dylan's dad or whatever, and like, 
because I think Jim saw that thing in the paper or something like that about him being indicted or arrested or searched or something. I I really like to think in my own head that Jim as a tax auditor, which I have decided he is, is the one that caught it. Oh. And he was just like, look at this 1040 fraud. That's a good hot take right there. I love it. That it's all connected and that yeah. Jim was the one that found out. Yeah. Mm. No, I love it. Like I'm literally picturing him like at his desk highlighting lines and just like slowly taking the glasses off of his face and looking out in the distance and going my god wait no i think the glasses aren't the like standard glasses they're the ones that separate in the middle (laughs) so he's taking them off across his face instead of down exactly my god mckay (gasps) immediately picks up the phone hello police (laughs) i have an investigation for you it's all wrapped up yeah, so Brandon doesn't take up for the fact that Brenda's want, or at least just wants to go on a date with him. But meanwhile, he can just be Dylan's friend, and it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So well, Brenda or Brenda stands up for herself. She's like, "Okay, fine." Like, basically, in her mind, she's like, "You tell me not to do this, I'm so doing this." Yeah, no, that was the thing I actually thought. I was like, "Don't these parents know that as soon as you tell a kid not to do something, they want to do it?" Like, it's something we learn at like two or three, and we don't grow out of it oh yeah i mean she literally like she stares at him right in the eye and it's like fine i'll hang out with kelly she's not gonna hang out with kelly i know and the fact that as soon as she tells kelly kelly's like well you'll just stay at my house that night like yeah. knowing exactly what's happening already being a good friend you know her being the one taking up for her and saying yeah of course i've got your back like yeah you're gonna come to my house quote unquote yeah but i mean even like before that happens, everyone in the Walsh family likes Dylan, except for Dad. And it's not even that Dad doesn't like Dylan. It's that he doesn't like Dylan's dad. Because Mom is like, I like Dylan. Yeah. And he hangs out with Brandon all the time. Like, and Mom's being so not judgmental, which is the first time we've not seen her complain or be judgmental about something involving Beverly Hills. But yeah, she's being such a good mom. Like, she goes up to Brenda's room after dinner to be like, oh, are you okay? Didn't you have something for me to sign? Which is a great excuse to go check on your kid. If Didn't you have a permission slip for me to sign? Yeah. Do I need to look at your homework? Like, definitely yeah, a good no, excuse. It was perfect. And then she sees that it's a sex thing, which clearly, I guess at this point we know they haven't mentioned what the actual assembly is about because right. mom signs it and then they start talking about actually having sex and her being like, well, you know, you should really have sex with somebody that you care for and, you know, it's better when emotions are involved and I don't remember the exact wording, but she talks so openly and honestly about everything that's not that, like, clinical side of sex. Right. That Well, that as well as, like, the just avoid it altogether. Mm-hmm. Like, it was more of a, let's talk about this openly. I want to get your thoughts about it. I'm going to give you my thoughts about it, but I'm not going to lead you down a path. Yeah this is the conversation that you should have. Which is probably similar to the conversation that Jim should have had with Brandon back in episode, what, four? Yeah, something like that. And yeah, because all, I mean, and we get to it later, but basically there's a big blow up between Jim and Brenda. Oh, so good. It was so good because Brenda was 100% right. Like, Jim was being irrational. And the way we get to that, so we can go ahead and talk about that. But so eventually... Dylan and Brenda are about to go on their second actual date. Mm-hmm. But Brenda well, goes to the movie theater. Do you want to talk about Kelly first? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. This is a good segue to that. Yeah, so 
that's when, you know, we have the whole, all Kelly says, will you just stay at my house that night? Yeah. And they do a whole thing of, like, going over to Brenda's house and helping her get dressed up and picking mm-hmm. out her shoes and picking out her outfit, which I did notice they kind of put, like, a negligee under her or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is going on? She's I didn't like own that. wearing her nightie under her clothes. She's like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be caught, like, with my, I don't know what the, the word, the phrase is, but she's like... I want to be well, ready. Well, isn't it like, I'm not going to be caught with my pants down? Yeah. But, like, that's the whole thing is she's like, I don't need pants. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be caught with my nighty around my ankles. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yes. Good point. Unless well, he's putting them around my ankles. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they do all of that. And Kelly has that whole conversation with her of, like, don't rely on the guy. You bring your the condom and you be ready to go. And Brenda's like, oh, you sound so clinical. And she says, Mary, what does she say? Brenda's like, um, thinking about like wearing condoms and stuff or putting condoms on a penis is like really clinical. And then Kelly's like, if you want to, or no, you know what's clinical is what time do you want to schedule the procedure? Which is just so point blank. And I was just like, Kelly is crushing it. She's like, no. It's honest and it's straightforward and it's something people need to hear when they're talking about this because it's like, you do have to think of it like it's a big deal. It is a big deal. And exactly. I, and I think that the fact that Kelly is saying it and, you know, you get this idea from looking at Kelly that she's got everything under control and she yeah, she's had sex before and she's had good sex before. She's mm-hmm. had fun with what she's doing, presumably. Right. I guess that means we have to presume that Steve is good at sex. I, I assume he's, like, at least mediocre. Enough so that she probably did it a couple times. Right. But, yeah, she's being, like, you know, have sex, do what you want, but don't get pregnant at 16. Yeah. And I I just love it. I love Kelly acting so mature and just wonderful, and I love her. And then, like, still being a teenage girl of, like, well, we'll just say that you're at my house so that you can go have sex with your boyfriend in his hotel. Oh, yeah. She went from total, like, mom type, you know, authority figure on the subject to, like, back to being a best friend very, very quickly. And it was very cute, very adorable. It actually made it feel like a genuine friendship, which Mm -hmm. I know we've been kind of building to. Mm -hmm. Because at first it started probably superficial because obviously the chemistry yeah, scene or they didn't whatever. want to sit with a fat girl in chemistry class, which and then it evolved. still gets me, but whatever. Yeah, and then it evolved to like, oh, I have all this money. Here's all my shopping, mm-hmm. and then it evolved even further to showing more of Kelly's background and her mom and the problems that she has. And now it's like, oh, we're actually going to be friends and talk about things and and be close and have that open relationship. It's just really nice to see because I feel like girl, all girls need that kind of friend and that mm-hmm. kind of friendship. Yeah, no, like, my favorite part of this episode was that part right there where, like, they have the conversation, and then they go back to the Walsh house, and Donna and Kelly are there just, like, handing her clothes, and we'll help you do your hair, and here's how you do your makeup, and I was like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen Well, yeah, because it felt like real friends, like, real high school. Yeah. It felt real high school. I have to point out, Mm -hmm. all of the women in this episode were very mature. And oh, very evolved it. with sex. That's that's actually a really good point because yeah, all of the women are so evolved, and then you've got like Steve making weird jokes, and you know Brandon, David, David Scott being terrified of women, right? Jim being a dick, right? And 
totally double standards with Brenda and Brandon. Yeah. I mean, no, that's that's a really good point. Well, thank you. I like it. Oh, good. I mean, and in high school, I guess it it's a little bit more understandable that the boys would be less mature about it because boys mature slower than uh-huh. girls. But for Jim, unacceptable. Oh, yeah. No. Jim is at the bottom of the list this episode. Like, and I, he is the... I don't like how he treats Brenda at all. Well, and I understand, like, it's your baby girl, like, all that nonsense. But it's an excuse at this point to justify your bad behavior. Well, and she makes a good point of, like, you didn't do this with Brandon. So, exactly. like, he has no leg to stand on. Because Brandon's his son. His like, golden boy. Yeah. which His pal. What about your baby boy, Jim? He's horsing yeah. around. He's getting around with Cheryl. 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 He literally got with Cheryl in their house. Yeah. Which, like, and again, that was when Cindy was like, uh, respect. Like, yeah. Like, literally, he's disrespectful by just like, no, I'm gonna do it in my room. Wherever I want. Huh. Huh. <laughs> God. Yeah, so that's when they are supposed to go on their date, and right. she goes... The exact same film festival, which at this point, I'm starting to not believe that this film festival is going on for three weeks. True. But we'll get past that. And no Dylan. He's not there. This is the second time in this episode where I was like, do I give up on Dylan? Yeah. No. What happened to Dilda? (laughs) Dilda is no more. Very quickly. Hashtag Dilda. Hmm. But so obviously, rightfully so, Brenda is pissed. Oh, she's so upset. She's so hurt. And she comes home and she's, I mean, she's clearly very, very upset. Yeah. I found it interesting that mom lets her stay home. I said that too. And then I had to like kind of think through it. Like I ended up typing this long run on sentence thinking through it. Because I was like, so Brenda gets to stay home because she was stood up on a date. But Cindy should know it's a date because she told them she was staying at Kelly's house. So Whoa. what did she tell them? And then at the same time, how does she get to stay home this time? But when her hair was literally destroyed, um, Cindy was mess. just like, you look beautiful. Go to school. Own your hair. Like, own your confidence. Yeah, like, I would think that Brenda was emotionally torn up about that, too. Oh, yeah. And Cindy was just like, now you're fine. Go to school. Well, but this time she gets to stay home because whatever she lied to them about, I assume. I mean, maybe she's, like, evolving a little bit more. But, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Like, the continuity there is kind of messed up because she tells them that she's going to stay with Kelly. And she definitely doesn't. But maybe it was, like, I wonder if mom kind of knew it. Like, she figured that would happen just the way the conversation was going on with Jim and Brenda. Yeah. And and she was, like, okay with it because they had that talk and she wasn't going to try to cause more friction. I mean, for all we know, she had no idea and this was just a bad continuity thing, but, like, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And maybe it was literally just, like, Shannon Doherty's not available for filming today. She stayed home from school sick. Like, who knows? I don't know. But, yeah, so it's Monday and she's staying home from school, and Brandon goes to attack Dylan. And oh my gosh, yeah, he practically rips his arm off. Yeah, and they get, like, real hostile at school, in tech class. Yeah, he's, like, pulling out his, hey, watch it, guy, voice back on. Yeah, 
maybe it's just tech class. It just gets it's, to him. You know, it just gets you. It pushes your buttons, man. Mm-hmm. You just can't make that robot work. <sighs> maybe you should have plugged it in first. Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, so he's just like, that's where he gets all like, don't hurt my virginal sister. Yeah, like he's like, come on, man. She's a virgin. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, and yeah, that's like, you know, Dylan did stand her up. So, like, he is in the wrong here. But I totally get why he gets upset about, like, oh, you're just assuming that, you know, I took her out on one date and because we didn't sleep together, I'm over her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just hate that he doesn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he doesn't even ask, like, what happened? Right. Like, I wonder, does Brandon even know that Dylan's dad is in town? At this point, we uh, we can assume he does not be, just because there hasn't been any like face to face interaction there, yeah. could have happened in off screensville. So, you know, the the other four days of the school week that was, we don't see. I was going to say, as much as I want to say that these people talk outside of when we see them on screen, I'm almost convinced they don't. Oh, yeah. Based on other episodes that we've seen. Yeah. So it just really bothered me that Brandon immediately jumped to a conclusion that was of his dad's. Like, mm-hmm. of Jim. Jim yeah. would have jumped to that conclusion. Well, it's because Jim wants Brandon to be Jim Jr. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess that totally works. Yeah, it was just super annoying. Because I, I just felt like out of anyone, because obviously Mom has, but Mom and Dylan haven't really talked. But, like, out of anyone, I feel like Brandon would have been the one to just be like, hey, man, you know, you're really stupid for standing her up, but mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah, because, like, I... I feel like he should know by now. It's been a couple months that they've been friends that this is not the kind of guy that Dylan is. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, he, you know, sleeps around with girls, but, like, he also knows Brenda, and I don't think that he would do that so close to home. Like, he's not that bad of a guy. He's not a bad guy for sleeping with people. That's not a bad thing. No, because as long as that's what the other person wants, too. Yeah, as long as it's a mutually agreed upon act and i think i think that goes to the writing of like this is a very like teens shouldn't have sex episode yeah very much so because then after we finally i mean the conversations that are had in this episode kind of go a little it shows both ways like one way where it's like don't do it you shouldn't do this it's bad Mm -hmm. and the other way that's like if you're gonna do it because it's your you know you have every right to do it safely Mm -hmm. so when uh, dylan finally gets to the wash house knows brand brenda brenda is home they talk about it it dylan struggles to open up because that's just who he is but then he's not good at being vulnerable but then he eventually basically says i missed our date because my dad's a criminal and he's had he had to deal with that he had to get him out of the hotel and gone yeah and like He was like, you called? Nobody told me you called. They wouldn't let me talk to you or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. he says. And, like, yeah, I'd I'd be a little mad. I would be, too. Because at some point, like, he should have realized at the end of the night, like, oh, my God, I just stood her up. Yeah. But at the same time, dad's a criminal. You had to help him flee the country. That's a pretty good one to get a pass for missing a date. Yeah, you're definitely more preoccupied. Mm -hmm. Got other things on your mind. So... So it's totally fair. And that's when they start making out hard. Hard. So hard on that couch. Dang. I think the only thing Luke Perry knows to do when he kisses is just use tongue. It's just all up in there. Yeah. Like that was like. Man oh man. 
they were like smushed. Yeah, some intense. They were just like kissing in there, swapping spit. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. I know it's so gross. And I was just, I watched it happen, and I was like, "Where's mom?" Yeah, because she doesn't work. She doesn't leave the house. Maybe she was at the recycling center with Anna. (laughs) Or picking up new flowers. She could be at the recycling center. I did forget that that happened. She does leave the house now. Going to the Home Depot and getting some more flowers. Yeah. Finding other college boyfriends. There you go. Maybe she had another one. But yeah, so that's what, like, she's gone, but dad pulls up. Yeah, and in the like, middle of oh the day. God. Yeah, what is it, like, now he goes, he, he goes, like, opposite. Like, at first he was a workaholic and working all the time. Now it's like he comes home in the middle of the day. Well, busy season's over. Oh, sure. He has caught the criminal. Oh, right. He's done. He got his, he what is to... it, like, golden goose or whatever? He got his <laughs> prize. He yeah. made his nut. There we go. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, so he comes home as they're, like, Getting into the kitchen and like don't have heavy makeout hair. Yeah, it's still perfectly quaffed. And yeah, but they've got like heavy makeout guilt. Oh faces. yeah, 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 and like and sprinting just, away from each other. Yeah, and just like uh, uh, bye, Dylan. Hi, Dad. Uh, Dylan just came over to a bar or something. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and like that's when they have that really awkward conversation where Dad's just like, I don't want you hanging around with that boy anymore. But Brenda crushes she it. She does crush. She it. owns him. Like if there was. There should have been a mic for Brenda to drop when she goes. So true. With like, because I, I wrote it down because I loved it so much. And she says, why is it with Brandon? You just want to make sure he knew about birth control. But my whole value system is on the line. Ooh. And I was just like, oh. Hashtag savage. Get him. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, truthfully, that was a really important moment. Not just for her. But for the dynamic of the show, because that's not just these characters saying these lines. Mm-hmm. That is Darren Starr, the writer, director, whoever's on this episode and the mm-hmm. whole show saying, we're not going to necessarily stand for this. We're yeah. going to open this dialogue to say that there is a double standard for men and women. We're going to call it out. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's great. Oh, In high I school. Love it. And that's yeah, it was really kind of pointing out of like. Yeah, she's a teenager, but you have to, like, set that number aside and look at her as a person. Yes. Because she even says another thing where she says, should I lie and sneak around, or are you going to trust me to know what I'm doing? Right, and that and that brings up the other point. It's like, part of it is trust, and the other part is just a double standard. Mm-hmm. Because he clearly treats Brandon very, very different. Mm-hmm. And But then it's like, yeah, do you trust him more than you trust her? Is it a protective thing? Like... What's good? Do you not just, I don't know. I just, truthfully, and I hate to say this, but I just feel like Jem and Cindy don't like Brenda. Oh, yeah. No, it is the world against Brenda on this show. Like, exactly. every single time she gets a storyline, something bad is happening to her. I know. And, like, even with Dylan, I was just like, oh, my God, you are going to break Dylan in order to not give Brenda a boyfriend. Oh, don't do this. It was just, it was rough. And then, like, I actually had a thought of, in the last episode, like, the criminals Mm -hmm. were very clean-cut guys. Oh, yeah. They were the varsity, you know, players. And, you know, if, like, she came home with somebody in a Letterman jacket, Dad would just be like, you know, I I scored the winning shot at the buzzer to win the state champion. Like, he just looks at things face value like she's a girl brandon's a boy dylan's got an earring right it's like brandon is the stereotypical preppy guy right like the good grades 
good behavior, has a job, pays for his car insurance or whatever it may be, yeah. does well in school. Dylan doesn't look like Brandon. So yeah. therefore, how could he be like Brandon? Which is insane because they work on the car together. He got Brandon the job at the Peach Pit. He also apparently does really well in school. We don't mm-hmm. actually get actual grades, but when they talk about that history class, like he's like, oh yeah, I learned a lot from that teacher and just none of that. You just don't see any of that when you're in the Walsh household, which yeah. is the only time you see Jim. Which, so basically, Jem's identifiers of a quote-unquote bad boy, earring, Porsche, bad dad? I guess the assumption that the Porsche came from dirty money and right. that Dylan didn't earn it. Yes, a thousand percent. It's like, he's a, he's assuming that Dylan's some entitled rich boy that just gets whatever he wants and can act however he wants, but Brandon, we made him earn it. Now who's making assumptions about Beverly Hills, Jim? Exactly. Oh. God, get on. All of you. <laughs> Just son, get out. Ugh. Yeah, so moral of the story, I think the episode as a whole did a good job of tackling the big bad sex issue mm-hmm. because they treated it like it's a real topic, mm-hmm. but also addressed that there are definitely some like common misconceptions. There are ways to handle it that's not necessarily con- like conducive to, you know, getting your point across like they handled it well yeah well because it's not even just brenda and dylan there's also you know all the stuff that ends up happening with steve right now that's another situation where it's like they still i think like they did a fine whatever handling it although the topic was weird that was the thing it (laughs) kind of just took like a sharp turn and i wasn't really ready for it but like we'll get there because so you know, Steve is being his super creepy self. Like, he's leaning over to Brenda and being like, do you notice every time he's thinking about sex, Mr. K touches his beard and, like, trying to make him uncomfortable. And then when his car is clearly broken down, he's like, well, I'll go pick up the sex expert from the airport, which, by the way, they are in Beverly Hills, and he's like, her flight lands in 20 minutes. And I was just like, you can't even get to the Atlanta airport in 20 minutes from where I live. Yeah, and I assume it's LAX. In the middle of the day when there's going to be traffic. Yeah, like there's, I don't know. Yeah, I just, anyway. Again, another continuity. We, <laughs> we don't have a map, but I have to assume that everything I know about LA traffic means this whole 20 minutes is bullshit. We'll eventually have a map. I promise. It'll be on the wall soon. We're going to have to stop and like Google Maps everything before <laughs> we have the conversations. Uh, she just had to wait like three hours for him to get there. <laughs> oh my gosh, she definitely did. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, so he goes and picks her up in his car. Oh, sorry. Real quick. My fun fact for this episode. Okay, hit me. Mr. K is played by an actor and writer named Raymond Singer, who is credited as a writer on... Are you ready for this? So ready. Mulan. Ooh. Yeah. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. We're keeping that. We're keeping that. We're keeping it. <laughs> We're keeping all of it. <laughs> all right. Copyrights be damned. Right? Fight we're me, parodying Disney. it, right? We're 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 joke clearly that's not how Mulan <laughs> wanted it sung. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think you mean Donny Osmond. Excuse me. Excuse my bad. I forgot that was him. That's another fun fact. Look at that. We're just educating all day long. If you want fun facts about Mulan, I got them. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so he goes and picks this woman up at presumably LAX and right. takes her to her hotel and takes her to her hotel room, which is very predatory mm-hmm. and uncomfortable for me. And then he's just like, 
all up on her and he's like so where am i taking you for dinner tonight yeah like presumptive as hell yeah no he's just so cocky and it's he is 16 year old confident and it upsets me because i'm not 16 and i'm just like you're so wrong oh and i was never confident at 16 either oh i I can't relate (laughs) but i knew the confident 16 year old totally and the thing is i know like like ian zeering he doesn't look 16 in this like and he wasn't but in that situation the teacher like to me there's a big delineation between 16 and whatever age she was I, i assume she was at least out of college right like she was at least probably Late twenties, early thirties. I don't even. Know I would if I say, say late twenties. I couldn't, you know, put an age yeah. on it because they throw me off with the way they dress and the way they do their hair, yes. and I'm just not used to it. That I'm like, you could literally be eighteen or fifty, right? And I wouldn't know the difference. But regardless, she, I feel like, would have been able to tell that this is a boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing is like, she's not talking to Ian Ziering or she's talking to Steve, who is sixteen. Yes, one thousand percent. So I'm like, how? How do you even think... How do you think you're getting away with this? Yes. Like, you are not a teacher. Like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even that he's not a teacher. He, at minimum, would be like a first-year teacher. Yeah. And then he tries to back that up. He's like, did I say five? I meant three Three years. Like, that makes a world of difference. No, that would still put you at like 25 or 26. And that's just not right. Yeah, so gross all the way around. Yeah. Well, and she shoots him down gently, which I totally get. Yeah. And whatever. And then we go back to school, and I, I guess it's the next day. Yeah. Because it's assembly day. time. It's finally assembly. We've all been finally. waiting for it. Finally. We got those permission slips signed. We are ready to go, except Scott. But David is ready to sneak him in. He's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go here. You're going to go to study hall. You're going to ask to go to the bathroom. And then you're going to meet me at the door. And da 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 So elaborate. Oh, all, for assemb- so all for an assembly. Because he is a psychopath and he is just planning constantly. He's like, he's I like, need cohorts. I need yeah. people with me. He's like, how do I come up with an alibi? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Scott was in study hall. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that's a good point. We've got to add that to, like, the murder list. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it is coming together. Tick mark ticked. Ooh, <laughs> tick mark ticked. All right. But, yeah, so they get to this uh, assembly, and Scott's like, well, I'm not going to go because I, I just can't. I can't lie to my mom. I can't oh. lie to everybody. Yeah, and he's just being a little sweet Scott. Sweet Scott. <laughs> and then he shows up at the worst time. But yeah, the episode just takes this insane turn, and this Ooh. woman's like, I had sex once, and I got AIDS. Like, man. You could hear a pin drop. Bomb in- dropped. Yeah, Ooh. I like I had to pause the episode and be like, I'm sorry, what? L- yeah, literally, I think, I don't think I paused it, but I think I was like, you know, when you're like paying attention, but it's like not 100% soaking in. Yeah. That literally made me be like, wait, what? Huh? Like, yeah, because what'd you like, say? That is a very intense thing to say. Yeah. And like, yeah, you saw all the 16 year olds just like stop gossiping around being like, oh, my God, we're getting the sex talk to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Say what? Say it again. Yeah. And it just it got so. I I feel like uncomfortable is the wrong word, even though it's the one I want to use. But it like it just felt weird to me. And I think it's because of the lens that I'm looking at it in of like this is 2019 and like. AIDS is still, you know, a thing. It's still in existence and it's still an issue, but mm-hmm. it is not coming out of the 80s 
with like you can't even touch an AIDS patient and like you know assuming that someone is gay is basically giving them a death mark oh yeah it was like I mean because we have to remember this was 1990 yeah so exactly to your point like it's coming off the big old AIDS epidemic kind of thing where mm. yeah they were basically treated like lepers and like like it which it is a horrible disease but treated like literally you could just get it by literally just touching someone like that's yeah no crazy like I was listening to a different podcast at some point recently and they were talking about this kid and I wish I remembered exact I might cut all this out because it's gonna end up having a lot of missing details (laughs) but this kid was like 12 and had to get a blood transfer and whoever had supplied the blood didn't know they were positive oh my gosh and so he got it and like they the family was terrorized this kid had to be pulled out of school because he was getting bullied for it because he was just a victim of circumstance wow and it's just like how could you do that to somebody that just got devastating news like this well yeah and that's i think we've heard that before like in news stories like Mm -hmm. where so and so you know went on a date with somebody and slept with someone and then didn't tell them that they had hiv or like Mm -hmm. chlamydia or you know another std or something like that Mm -hmm. and that's horrible but even back then it would have been like like, I don't, I don't even know why, but it would have been the worst thing in the world. Well, and especially back then, like, if I'm remembering my history at all correctly, which I think, you know, we have proven I don't know history. <laughs> um, but, like, it was basically a death sentence at that yeah. point. Like, they didn't have really well worked out, like, antivirals and you're going to take all of this medicine and this is how you're going to live your life. Yeah. And, like, the this was scare tactics definitely that's i think that's what got me was like yes this was a very scary thing but to pull everyone into this under the pretenses that you're going to have you know say a safe sex assembly and that's what all of their parents are expecting them to go into and then this woman talks for three minutes about how the very first time she had sex she got aids and he died like quickly yeah like ooh, that that was scare tactics, and I was just very much not a fan of how this turned. And again, like, I'm looking at it through the lens of 2019, and in 1990, this was a very serious thing that you had to be aware of. And you, you know, even now, you should still get tested. You should always get tested for things because, you know, AIDS is not the only thing. There are a ton of things that you could get, and yeah, but I don't know. I just... When she started talking, I was like, this was the worst assembly I've ever seen in my life. It just makes me think back to, like, when we were in school and getting these, like, health classes and sex ed and things like that. And I know, like, in our schools, I couldn't tell you a single thing I learned in my health classes and my sex ed and stuff like that. But I'm just, it makes me wonder, did we have as big of a an emphasis on, like, AIDS? Or was it just don't have sex at all? Like, just abstain 100%. Well, I went to Catholic school. Okay, so I'll give you that. But I will also say that I actually took health twice because we had like, there was like a regular health class and then the driver's ed class that I took was only a half semester. So they filled the rest of the rest of the semester with health. So Hmm. I actually ended up taking it twice. And so I had sex ed twice and I do not remember anything. I do remember my history teacher telling us that he and his wife practiced natural family planning. Nice. And that was very uncomfortable I'm sure. in my world history class that had nothing to do with sex. Yep. But I couldn't tell you what I learned in health and sex ed. Also, I also went to that school and I'm 100% positive that teacher was gay as hell. <laughs> oh, drama. 
that's how they could practice natural family planning. Because they, <laughs> they weren't actually having sex. Oh, Lord. No. But, yeah, like, I, uh, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't like it. And I didn't like that it was five seconds long. And it's a TV show, so I get it. But, like, it ended and that's when Steve has his whole, like, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. But you really kind of get the feeling that Steve is only sorry because he tried to have sex with her, and if he had sex with her, he would have gotten AIDS and died. Yeah, it would 100% be a selfish reason why he's actually sorry. Unless, hopefully, maybe, this is what turns Steve into a little bit redeeming. I Are mean, we I seeing doubt growth? It. I don't know. I doubt it. I but, doubt it. Like, I hope so. I want to like Steve. I want to like everyone. I want to like everyone. I mean, Steve, presumably, is going to be around for 10 seasons. Yeah. Well, and he's extremely charismatic, so, like... There are things about him that I understand why people like him, but then he immediately opens his mouth and is, like, shooting it down. Yeah, because, I mean, he dated Kelly. He's friends with Brandon. Presumably he's friends with Dylan because we have seen them hang out before. So, like, there has to be something there that we're not seeing. Yeah. And even in this episode, he and Brenda are, like, laughing together and making jokes and, like, you know, whatever. He just kind of seems like one of those guys that doesn't have a filter. That could be fair. Okay. You know, like... He probably pushes people's buttons, but he also, like, just doesn't know when to shut his mouth. Like, he just constantly puts his foot in his mouth and gets in trouble. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I, I do want to like him. But I didn't in this episode. No, I didn't <laughs> like him. Like, he he hasn't earned it yet. No, certainly not. Yeah. Definitely not. But so, the <laughs> that's when, like, right before that is when Scott runs in and is like, I'm here! Oh my god, I know. <laughs> so excited for a sex talk and, and then, then he hears what it is it's like oh boy this is what you wanted yeah i mean if scott didn't already have an unfortunate relationship with sex like he no, definitely, he definitely has one now <laughs> yeah. but yeah blows so, just keep on coming for him well and then we just like kind of breeze right past it like okay you know we had our psa we're good to go Brenda and Dylan go on another date and they go to like the top of a mountain or something like who yeah. knows what mountain they're actually at yeah who knows I don't know because we don't know Beverly Hills in yeah. LA and California I got nothing I want to believe they walked to the Hollywood sign oh okay I like that that seems Brenda has probably never been there before and Dylan knows that that's quote-unquote romantic yep you could probably See? make out there. So he takes her up there, and they do. They're, like, all cute and, you know, brand- Cuddly. Dylan is in that really cute little sweater. Oh, his little cute so sweater. Handsome. <laughs> but then, you know, they have a serious conversation, and Brenda takes the lead on it. And is like, I think we need to slow down. I know you've had sex with other people. I want you to get tested. Yeah. Which is, again, very mature for her. Very. And in my opinion... I wasn't mad about it. Like, I could understand, like, why someone would get upset, I guess, because it's kind of like maybe you're overreacting or I don't know, whatever. But in my opinion, I was like, good on you. I mean, you you know this guy that you're potentially wanting to sleep with has had multiple partners. Yeah. You know that you have not had any partners. Why on earth would it be outside the realm of possibility to ask him to get tested? Well, and that was the thing is, like, she has had you know, all of these conversations left and right that have said, like, you could get pregnant, you could get an STD, you could literally die at some point from this, and, you know, it needs to be with someone that you love and trust, and it's not that she doesn't trust Dylan, necessarily, it's that she wants to be certain that she's making the right decision, and the idea that he's just, like, okay. Yeah, I mean, she's ultimately looking out for herself, Mm -hmm. which is always what you should do, never rely on someone else. It's very respectable. 
But then, yeah, the fact that Dylan has also grown and evolved enough to know, like, yeah, you know what? That's that's a good idea. Yes, yeah. of course I'll do that for you. Well, and I mean, frankly, he should do it anyway. And mm-hmm. like, it's gonna suck, as you know. Yes, we anatomically, as that we learn, anatomically, <laughs> this is going to be a very unpleasant experience for him. But you know, I would hope that Dylan is smart enough to realize, like, I should probably do this for myself as well as for her. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's for her and for him. But it's yeah. like good on her for. I just got to give her props to have that conversation in the first place when it's so uncomfortable. It's got to be uncomfortable. It's this dude that you've been dating. Like you you went on two dates with him. Yeah. It's been like maybe a month. Yeah. If we can make assumptions about Friday nights. Right. And it's like, it's almost like having these open and honest conversations from a mother, from a friend. It's almost like it works. I know. Go figure. You can actually be responsible about it. Huh. Who knew that Brenda could be responsible for her own actions? How about that? Certainly not Jim. I was about to say, <coughs> Jim. Jim. <coughs> God, I'm not good at the cough. I gotta work on it. <coughs> Jim. <laughs> yeah, just like cough. <laughs> what did you then say, <coughs> Jim? Pause. Jim. <laughs> yeah, it's like cough. Look over here. <laughs> just taking a long pause, making sure that Jim makes eye contact with me before I call him out. Oh yeah, we need that eye contact. I want him to look at me when I insult him. <laughs> So, I I think that's it. That that does wrap it up in a very good way because it's it's showing again good communication, good mature and honest, very good vibes, mm-hmm. good vibes as the kids say, big vibes. Is that what the kids say? Apparently, this like twenty three year old know. in my office, like or no, he's twenty five now. Oh, who am I? But he <laughs> is all up in the lingo, and he always says. Big vibes. Big vibes. I can't even say it. Big Big vibes. vibes. (laughs) That's what I say now. Big Big vibes. vibes. (laughs) All right. So what what do you rate the episode? All right. So we start with D for Dylan. That's that's the only reason why. Not because it was so bad. I was going to be like, wait a minute. I thought we have to go up for Dylan. We do. We get two full letter grades for the amount (laughs) of Dylan. Um, and the, the shirtless Dylan, the shower curtain Dylan, mm. mm-hmm. you know, if not for the awkward assembly, like this was a great episode. I actually oh, I thoroughly agree. enjoyed it. So I'm going to start off with an A. Look at you. You get an A. We haven't reached the A plus mark yet. That's going to be a really... That's going to be hard well, to get That's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I think we're going to have to like set some standards of like... All right, you think this one's A quality. I've already had an A quality. So, like, what did, what did we find? Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, overall, because of the, I think, growth of Dylan, growth mm-hmm. of Brenda, the felt really strong about, uh, what's her face, Cindy and Kelly mm-hmm. and talking about sex and all that kind of stuff. Scott was adorable, so I always got to give at least, like, a little <laughs> plus sign or something there in the way for he Scott. He gets, like, a good job on the side of the paper. He gets a satisfactory. <laughs> he gets a smiley face sticker. Is it one of the smelly smiley face stickers or just a smiley face sticker? No, it's, like, the shiny one. You oh, know what I'm talking about? Like, okay. the shiny smiley face? I That's like what it. he gets. Okay. Um, so that was good. Yeah, really the only thing I didn't like was gross Steve, but we've kind of come to realize that's what mm-hmm. he is. And then the assembly was just kind of a weird 180 turn from what was happening in the episode. So, yeah, let's give it an A. All right. A for what, Dylan? Oh, <laughs> a for what, that Dylan? does not start with, well, I guess if you say, oh, what, Dylan? Oh, what, Dylan? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. A for, oh, what, Dylan? <laughs> and you? 
I am also going to give it an A. Hmm. I was, you know, I started at my C, plus two letter grades for Dylan. Of and, course. And Brenda. They, like, each of them, we get up to B for Brenda and then A with Dylan. And then... Quality. I know. <laughs> well, and then I wanted to knock it down a little bit because of Jim and Steve. And mm-hmm. I just, like, there seemed to be a lot of men in this episode that I didn't like. And even Brandon a little bit, like you know not standing up for dylan and then being like don't hurt my virgin sister or whatever he says like they make me want to like not get back down to a b but then she's like the wind plays several times in this episode <laughs> and the fact that they are making dirty dirty dancing references and that is my favorite movie of all time is it really yes it is i huh. love it so much i told you i have four copies well, of the i know movie. but i wasn't sure if it was like your favorite favorite i mean i say that about some movies but Really, my favorite. Do you movie. own four copies of any movie? I don't anymore because I've cleaned out of Marie Kondo my movies. I will but, never Marie Kondo my Dirty Dancing collection. Yeah, there's certain ones I've kept, but my favorite movie is A Princess Bride. I actually, I should have known that. You should have. I should have. It was inconceivable that you didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, back to anyway, your grades. Yeah. So the fact that they mentioned Dirty Dancing so much just shoots it right back up and like. You would have to say something derogatory about Dirty Dancing for me to ever hate the reference. And they don't. And Brenda loves it as much as I do. And I love Brenda. So, A. A for what? A for... Producer Mary's got to come up with another one. She's never seen Dirty Dancing. She can't. Ooh, good call. Is it going to be a Dirty Dancing quote? A for a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it, folks. You heard it here first. A good movie and a wet Dylan. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So do we have any shout outs this week? We do. Okay. So I have the iTunes ones. I'm all ready to go. Cool. We got three. Three. Yeah. Okay. So our first five star review is from Lex1337. She says, I've never seen 90210, but I love these ladies and their podcast. They discuss plot points, implications of the storyline, and editing, all of which is funny and insightful. I look forward to it every week. Keep up the good work. And I would like to say, you do not have to watch this show to listen to us. It's True. probably really late to say this, like 10 episodes <laughs> in, but you don't. You can if you want to. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to, but Lex... Well, one, 1337? Well, yeah, dude. That, what an awesome review. Thank you. Know, thank you so much. Appreciate it. So well thought out. And we certainly appreciate everything you just said. Keep. We hope you keep listening because we appreciate you. We, oh God. Okay. <laughs> um, we also have Teen TV 920-284-9824. He says, she says, someone says. They say. They, I, I feel like I can't put pronouns <laughs> on this. I'm sorry, whoever you are. I love Teen TV, especially Riverdale and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hmm. Me too. Hmm. <laughs> and these two girls are hilarious must listen to podcast thank you we think we're a little hilarious too so we feel you on that yeah. but thank you for your review we love it and then finally we have wacope w-c-o-p-e okay they say not only is this a fantastic breakdown of the episodes but the hosts bring in their own experiences in the context of the time and today I love that Ariel is a brand new viewer and that Kaylin is an OG diehard. Woo-hoo. It makes for a great dynamic. Their energy and rapport make this a really fun listen. 
you know what it's fun to do <laughs> so we appreciate that as well we try to do our best here but we really are having fun it's a fun podcast if i do say so myself I know. thank you guys yeah Oh, hey, at Danielle <laughs> Balala on Twitter. Thanks for following us. Thank you. Another Twitter baby. And speaking of followers. Dude, guys, we eclipsed 100 followers on Instagram. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's 100 followers. That's 100 followers. That is a short amount of time to get 100 followers. Thank you, Instagram followers. You know all who you are. Tell yeah. your friends and <laughs> keep getting that number to increase. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back2Podcast. Or you can email us at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating or a review and a review. Leave us both. <laughs> and if you leave us a review, we will shout you out on the podcast. As apparent by these shout outs. All right. Well, cool. So from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.